Hello, once again, everyone. Marvin B. here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. I am back after my trip up to the Great White North. I was in Chicago last week, as I mentioned to some of you, and I announced on the previous show, I was up there not for pleasure, so don't think I was hanging out with anybody and just shooting the breeze. Uh, It was a serious trip up there and quite interesting, I might say, but uh, I'm back and here with another episode and joined by my good friend, Diana Giles from Skyline IT Management. Diana, how are you? Great. Good to see you. Good to see you. And uh, we spoke just before about the possibility of seeing each other at another conference coming up. We talked about the ASCII events. I forgot to mention the Tecton Unplugged this September. Um, that is in Chicago. We're not in Chicago, Chicago, but outside of Chicago. Will you be attending that one? I think so, yeah. And that's a, that's a if you're going to go to Chicago, I mean, that was a great place to go because it's right there by the airport and uh, easy to get to. Yep. So I will be talking about that conference a lot more because, um, again, it's a conference that I've been to ever since its inception when it was originally called the Unconference, and then it got changed to the ITO Compass back when Tsunami did that, and then we, <laughs> we and then the the, uh, the Podnuts crew broke away and created TechCon Unplugged, and this year. Not only will I be attending, but I will be doing some sort of announcing or emceeing or whatever they tell me to do uh, to kick off the show. So that will be my contribution this year instead of bringing up my network tools. Oh, really? You're not going to do a breakout session? No, nope, the- no session. No. Nope. Okay. So that's it. So speaking of tools, IT Business Podcast is presented by... NetAlly, your wired and Wi-Fi testers. And basically, folks, these are the best tools that I have come across that help deploy, manage, and maintain today's complex network troubleshooting. I've, I almost use them every day, and I can't talk about them enough. The LinkRunner, LinkSprinter, AirCheck, and EtherScope. EtherScope is my favorite because it is a big honking tool that does almost everything. So netally.com, folks, that is uh, your, your IT helper, I should say. And then we're also, the live show is presented by Computers Done Right, managed IT service experts out of Venice, Florida. And basically, as a managed service provider, they do what you would think that they would do. They provide 24-hour monitoring, management and or problem resolution for the IT systems within a business. And I thank you both for being sponsors. So if you caught the show title, I'm sure you're wondering, hmm, why would it be something called Vendors Gotta Love Them? (laughs) Can you think of why, Giles? (laughs) Oh, maybe a few reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So I originally was going to do a show about a completely different topic. 
But then last week happened with my, my friend passing away, and then I had to go up to the funeral. And right before that, I was going to do a internet upgrade here at the office. I had some limited options when we first got into the building. So we're two blocks away. Let everybody understand that. Two blocks away in a residential neighborhood. Coming out to the business street. This is a business street. There's businesses all up and down. The best options that I had at the time we moved in was a 50 meg down, 10 meg up. Comcast connection. It was the business deluxe 50. The business. Oh. Yeah. And the only way I can get a good price was to bundle all their crap that they always want to bundle with you. So I have been checking, you know, every few months, can I get fiber? Can I get a better Comcast? I even called TCG, uh, one of the partners mm-hmm. that I use and asked them, even though I wouldn't get, you know, money from selling myself services. I thought maybe they have tools to find out what's available here. And we finally found some stuff, but I couldn't do it through them. So I finally got Comcast to upgrade me to gigabit service. Okay. Not fiber, but you know, it's like a gig up and or gig down and 40 up. So not great, but still a lot better than what I had. And I'm paying five bucks a month less. Okay. So before I left, the appointment was scheduled for Friday. 8 a.m. to 10 p. Uh, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So I normally don't get here till about 8:30. So I got up early, got all the stuff done, got here, and about 10:15, no Comcast. So I called, and the lady that answered said, "Oh no, your appointment was moved to like the 28th." And I said, "No." I said, "Who moved it?" And she said, well, somebody named Heather called in and changed the appointment. I said, nobody named Heather works here. So tell me how that happened. And she's like, well, obviously, I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm the owner. I know who works here. It's only three of us. So you tell me how a Heather called in. So, of course, you know, please hold. All right. And then she comes back and goes, oh, it was an internal thing. So somebody named Heather did call in, but it was for another company and they mistyped the account number. Oh, no. I said, and you don't bother to fix it and let me know. She's like, well, the, for the earliest we can get you in is the 24th. So the appointment was scheduled for, when I look back, it was a schedule for the 11th. I said, no, 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 no. You've got to be kidding me. There's got to be a date before then. Because yeah. when I called to schedule the first time, it was only three days. So you're not right. going to tell me that it's going to take two weeks to get a new appointment. And then they were able to get an appointment, but I knew I had to be in Chicago. So we had it scheduled for this past Monday. And originally it was supposed to be 10 a.m. to noon. But when they called to confirm on Friday, which they didn't do the first time, they said, no, it's from... 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I said, on a Monday. And they said, yeah. So, 8 a.m. Monday, I'm here. This time they showed. So, the guy comes in. So, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) 
So the guy comes in, he's like, oh, so I guess we're upgrading. I said, yes. And the whole reason they have to come out is because that big of an upgrade requires a new modem. Right. And it required me getting a bundle that included their wireless package, which I told them I don't need. We're an IT company. We do our own Wi-Fi. Well, that's the way we had to do that. That's the only way we can get you the deal. And Comcast has been like this for years. It's, it's a stupid thing. And I told them, I said, look, as soon as you leave, I'm taking it down. (laughs) 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 Which, which I had to remember because the last package we got, we got phone service with it. And we had taken that phone box down. So it was like stuffed in the cabinet underneath the sink. <laughs> so we had to I'm surprised you didn't want your own modem, but maybe that's not an option. I don't do that with business. Okay. Um, I do do that at, at the house. So here we are Monday morning, 8.15. And the guy says, so we're upgrading your service. I said, yep. And he goes, all right, let me take a look. He goes in and he looks, he goes, yep. He comes back out and goes, yeah, so I got to head over to the office and get the new modem. I said, are you kidding me? I'm your first appointment. How do you not have a modem? How do you show up to an appointment knowing that you're going to do an upgrade, knowing that you need equipment, and then tell me you got to go get it? You couldn't have stopped by the office to get it on the way here? And so that was the original topic that I was going to do with the simple Boy Scout model of be prepared. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. how many times do we get yelled at by clients like, oh, you don't have that with you? Yeah. So it'd be different if you were coming to troubleshoot a problem. Right. And you found right. out, oh, you know, I remember when I started out when I was really a man in a van or a man in a neon Dodge neon. <laughs> I had a box that I had a CD drive, a hard drive, a mouse, a keyboard. Yeah. Um, I mean, you didn't always have everything, but if you're troubleshooting, I can get it. You know, I understand that you go out and troubleshoot. Oh, it's a bad hard drive. Oh, you've got a one terabyte drive. Well, I don't carry one terabytes. I may have to go get that. If it was a 500, I may, I, I have those in right. my duplicator kit. So I was a little upset with Comcast. Yeah. I'm bet. Like, be prepared. <laughs> it's the well, we have, first well, appointment. I had a client with a situation that was almost kind of just the opposite on the good side for Cox yeah. a couple of weeks ago well, Good. because she had an issue with her service and it really was the modem. And I had told her exactly what to say. This is a residential client told her exactly what to say and, you know, what not to let them do and that kind of thing. And the girl assured her that they would be bringing the correct modem. And so, lo and behold, in the mail from them, she gets a box and it has the wrong modem in it. But when the guy arrived, and and it all happened kind of at the same time, so... Uh, there wasn't time for her to call and complain or, you know, anything like that. But the guy who showed up had the right one. Yeah. So, you know, it was at least it ended up good. And, and he did what he was supposed to do. But somebody still messed something up. So. Right. So now this is Cox communication, right? Yes. So yes. who are they 
didn't they buy somebody to uh, to expand? Not, well, not that I know of. I okay. mean, they may have. You know how everybody's um, merging and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but in our area, it's Cox, AT&T, and then in some cases, like for business or in certain parts of the state, Dobson, because um, they're laying some fiber in some of the rural areas. Hmm. All right. So down here, so I've got a client that's fighting to get internet because AT&T is the only one that can service their area. Even though we've got, uh, let's see, we've got FPL, FiberNet is here. Um, There is Level 3 is here. There's about four or five others, I don't know them off the top of my head because the bottom line is most everybody wants to go with Windstream because they are resellers of all the products and they're always the cheapest. Really? Wow. Yeah. We don't have anything like that, an option like that here. Well, but I'm with TCG. TCG is my agent too. Yay. (laughs) Have you gone to any of their events? No, I mean, they're never around here, but, (laughs) <laughs> they're always around here they they're do, always in florida <laughs> they do they do golf tournaments they had a I they know. had a cruise uh just a little bit ago and they, they had of, one in charlotte <laughs> but they, i wasn't gonna go they do lunch and learns <laughs> and they're i mean they're usually close by and their office here's the sad part so they have an office down here it's now my rep isn't in this office but they have an office that's literally like seven minutes from here. Oh, wow. So I, I think I'm going to go try to pop in on them one day. Yeah, if you're that close. Yep. So that was Monday. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> Tuesday, and I'm going to say this, you know, I probably should have asked you before the show, but I may curse. Is that going to be okay? Because I, That's I, okay. I know you're a, a I nice. I probably won't, but you don't. Know, <laughs> Well, I mean, you're a nice Christian woman, and, you know, <laughs> I may curse. That's all but, right. But I do want to say, now, Comcast is not one of our typical vendors in the channel. They, you know, they're just an ISP yeah. like others. But channel vendors, the one thing I'm going to say that will be a little different for me and my podcast going forward is that I'm not going to be as nice as I was back in the days of PodNuts Pro. So if you're a vendor that screws up, whether I use you or not, I'm going to talk about it. Now, hopefully it won't be bad to the point where a vendor won't come on the show, because I do want to try to best represent all the vendors. I want for all of us as IT professionals to have choices and... Not all vendors fit all companies. Right. So when I mention these stories tonight, these are these are vendors that I use that I am not happy with right now, and people have been jumping ship, and I haven't. So I'm 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 on I'm on unfamiliar territory because I'm going <laughs> to lay it out there. Um, well, that'll help everyone, though. I think I I think so. Yep. So let me first start with let me let me start with the easy story first. 
IT glue. Well, is that the easy story? (laughs) (laughs) I probably should have thought this out. So, so a couple of my clients have gotten some very extensive forms to fill out to renew their cyber liability insurance. Mm -hmm. And last year was no big deal. They were usually one or two pages and they were just, you know, are you, you know, using antivirus? Are you doing two factor authentication? Yes. Yes. You know, are you doing a secure VPN for remote access? Easy questions. Well, this, this time around, not only do they want to have you answer those questions, they are now asking these companies, who is your managed service provider if you are not providing your own IT? So they want the name of the provider. And they are actually asking for, do you have a next-gen AV? If so, who are you using? Are you using an EDR? And if so, who are you using? Are you using a firewall? And if so, who are you using? I mean, they are literally coming right out and asking what you're using. And they are putting together a little summary document at the end of their applications that will explain, here's what a firewall is. And here's what you should be asking for when you get it. They are really, and this is actually, I shouldn't say they, I don't know that it's all insurance companies, but the ones that I've gotten are from the same insurance company, company called NetGuard. And it's pretty, pretty intense. And so of course the customers can't fill those out themselves. The interesting thing is it used to be that we didn't have to tell our customers what product we were using. Mm, We could just say, yeah, we're, we're using a managed AV. We don't need to tell you what it is because we may change it. But now in these applications, they're asking for it. Um, For instance, here's one on email security controls. Do you pre-screen emails for potential malicious attachments and links? If yes, complete the following. Select your email security provider. And they actually list Avanon, Barracuda, Cisco, Microsoft Defender, Mimecast, Proofpoint, SonicWall, Semantic trend micro. I mean, they are listing out the companies. And so customers are going to be like, oh, are we using these? Mm-hmm. And for some of them, we'll be like, oh, yeah. But others, maybe not. Um, it, is, it has been interesting. So most of my customers, we're not yet set up on some of the more advanced products. And we have NextGen AV. I use Bitdefender. And that has worked for most of the stuff. Well, now that they're specifically asking for an EDR, the customer's like, well, how much would it be to get those? And they actually have listed out Carbon Black, CrowdStrike, Sentinel-1, Windows Defender Endpoint. So I use our good friends that are now called Enable, but they were solar winds when I joined them. They were hound dog or whatever before GFI have been around a while. Uh, I've been a vendor that not only do I use them, they've been fine for me now <laughs> for a lot of other people. They've been bailing and 
you know, many different reasons. Uh, a lot of people at a lower cost than going with, you know, Ninja or Synchro. Um, some have had issues with products and services and billing and stuff like that. I haven't. So when I was in my dashboard, I noticed that one of the integrations was Sentinel One. So I said, well, there we go. Let me just go ahead and start a trial and I'll add it to my one client. My, my one client has 49 endpoints, but I only selected 20 of them that were in a specific office. So I set it up, started looking around, trying to find out, hey, what's the price? And of course, you know, you can't find pricing. So I call my rep, who I never call. And I say to him, hey, it's me. Are you my rep still? <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And I said, okay. So I started a trial with Sentinel One. I want to know what the, what the cost is. He's like, oh, well, let me get you set up with the security guy. And I'm like, I just want to know the price. <laughs> so he's like, it well, depends. yes. That's why. <laughs> so he gets me over to this guy. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a calendar invite for what looks like a freaking webinar. <laughs> Gotta have a demo. And I'm like, I mean, I kind of knew it was coming, but it was, <laughs> here's the title of it. It wasn't like meeting with rep or, you know, pricing meeting strategy. This is literally protect your clients better with Sentinel one EDR. <laughs> so I take the meeting We're we're into it. And I, you know, talk to the guy and he goes, okay, well I've brought on so-and-so. So dude starts to do a sales pitch. And I'm like, listen, I've been around a while. I, I know what Sentinel one is. I actually have it deployed. I've talked to Sentinel one directly. I just want to know what the pricing is. Right. And so then starts a whole nother rabbit hole of, well, it looks like you've got, you know, X number of endpoints now. And so how many do you think you'll be doing in total? <laughs> and, yeah. and the way that he phrased it, I thought he was asking me, how many would I be doing out of my existing endpoints? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe 150. So what he did was he took the total in my dashboard and then added 150. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening. So the first thing he does is he says, well, why aren't the other 150 in your, in your dashboard? I said, cause they're with another product. He's like, well, don't you want to be under one dashboard? I mean, it's, you know, best in class. I said, yeah, that'd be nice, but no, that's not happening. And then he starts to tell me about how I should be structuring myself as an MSP. And I said, hold up there, fella. I only called you for pricing. He's like, yeah, but if you did this and did all this, and I'm like, no, 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 you're not understanding me. I don't need you to tell me how to run my business. I've been doing this 25 years. Oh, we were just trying to help you and stuff. I said, help me, help me what? Are you trying to help me sell? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to help me sell. 
I can do that myself. And then he goes off on this other tangent, almost as if that was a yellow blinking light. And he ain't got to (laughs) stop. To go into, okay, well, so here's what we can do. So if you were doing 250 endpoints at the 299, we'll give you this discount. And then, the you know, we can help you do a ramp up. And so that will give you 50% off in the first month. And then you can ramp up. And if, you know, if you want to bring all the rest of the endpoints on in 90 days and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you should be selling at $15 an endpoint. And I said, excuse me, did I ask you for all that? (laughs) I said, I'm already buying your stuff. If you keep doing this, I may not be buying your stuff anymore. And I was, I was so angry. I was pissed. (laughs) I guess he was just tone deaf. I mean, he didn't really get what you were after. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I understand that the, the philosophy now is for vendors to help us sell, but not, not that aggressive. Right, and not right then, because right. that's not what you were after at that point. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm already 15 days into a trial. Right. I'm using the product. If you want to give me a discount, fine. But I was even at the point of saying, I don't care about the discount. Just tell me what the price is without the discount so I can go figure out how much I need to talk to my client about charging. Well, you are, you are going to do 15. I said, don't tell me how much to charge my client. Well, and I'll just say, be careful what you lock yourself in at with Enable. Well, and that was, that was part That's two. That's what you're going to be held to. That was part two of all this. Because once I got him off of the whole idea of, look, I'm not putting every single endpoint on Sentinel-1. And that's a whole other story that I'll, you can kind of get the gist of every time I would say something, they felt like they had to educate me. Right. And I'm like, you don't have to educate me. And I said, I've done plenty of podcasts with vendors in the channel. I know a ton of MSPs. We talk about the products. We know the products. I just need you to do this one thing for me. You're just my rep. You're not, I'm not a new customer trying to, you know, figure my way through, through this managed services thing. Just tell me what I need to know. And if I need help, I'll ask you. Right. So I needed to kind of say that at the beginning about if you're a vendor listening, which Sometimes they do. I'm not trying to say this to be mean, although I am a little bit pissed about it. I am, I'm saying it to be like, you know, some of us don't need to be sold that hard. Right. Um, it's just, it's wrong in a lot of ways. So, so I finally convinced them that, look, in the next 90 days, I may do 105. This is how, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to because they pissed me off. <laughs> they wanted to give me a 75% discount for the first month to get in on that pricing. And I said, well, what if I, you know, change my mind or I have a client that says, nah, we don't really want to spend that extra money. Well, you can right size. Mm-mm. 
And Don't do it. <laughs> I've said, been there. <laughs> I said, okay, well, what does that really mean? And so we kind of talked and they're like, well, if you do this and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, so what's my commitment? Oh no, no, no change to your commitment. So I get the email last night, opened it this morning. Of course, it's a, it's a one year deal. And I'm like, I'm not committing to 105 endpoints for a year, not knowing if I'm going to do it to my customers. Because even though it's not a big deal on the pricing, for, you know, a customer with, you know, 50 endpoints, you know, adding 500 plus a month might be a a no for them. I'm not going to be on the hook for that. No. So... Well, I mean, that's why when we were at TechCon Unplugged, I think that's why Solutions Granted made such an impact. Yeah. Because they were so upfront and there's no minimums. And they, I mean, they literally gave us their price right there in their, you know, session. And it was so refreshing, really. So I will say this. So Solutions Granted and Defendify. Those are the two vendors in the last, let's say, six months that I have loved dealing with mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, here it is. Oh, Lifecycle Insights. I should say that as well for them. Um, okay. Alex Farling. I mean, yeah, they want to sell their product, but they're not going to push it on you. Right. I mean, they're not going to be like IT Glue and send you emails five and six times a day. That's my other story. I'll just go ahead and start on that one. So I did a You're count. A roll. I did going. a count. Since Monday, because I figured I needed to find a time period. So since Monday, before the show, IT Glue has sent me 16 emails. Wow. Now, you know this, and they should know this. I already buy IT glue. <laughs> I don't need 16 emails in three and a half days. And most of them are how to sell, how to do this and webinars, blah, blah, blah. So I did a search for webinars. 47 since Sunday in my emails. Emails? Yes. For- Wow. And that's just the ones where I looked for the word webinar only. I didn't look for streaming or Zoom. That's webinar. And many of wow. them from the same vendor at least once or twice. And I'm, th- I'm thinking, why, why are you spamming me? <laughs> yeah. I get a lot too. I haven't counted. 16 (laughs) from a company that I already buy from. Yeah, that's. I just, I'm just, uh, you can tell my frustration. Do you use the focused inbox? (laughs) (laughs) That really is a nice feature, I have to say. I, yeah, well, what I've been doing, because here's the thing. And again, vendors, if you're listening. I'm not unsubscribing because every now and then there is something that I want to see. Right. But I am funneling them with rules into separate folders. 
because I can't see that much email in my inbox. Now, I'm sure for certain companies of a certain size, the person that's getting those emails are not the person that is actively involved in their business. I'm actively involved. Right. So between the emails and the 10 phone calls or so we get a day, I got to be able to work. (laughs) I got to be able to take calls from clients, respond to support tickets and emails, go on site every now and then. I mean, I've had people call and Kim will answer the phone and they'll be disgusted that I'm not here to take their call. And then they get all they get all fun and cute with her, like, wow, he must be a busy man. He's never available. <laughs> well, what sometimes what they what some of them do, um, if they've got if, if they don't get me, things go to my auto attendant. Mm-hmm. You know, so that uh, my clients can get to the help desk if I'm not available. And every once in a while, a really uh, stupid vendor, <laughs> and this is somebody that I'm not already working with, right? Okay. They will choose the option for, I need support. Oh. I have two options. I have one for people who are contract clients and one for people who aren't contract clients, but they still need support. And then I have a third option for vendors or everything else. And a few people have chosen to get to my help desk, which really, really makes me mad. Because <laughs> they're wasting their time for that kind of thing. Now, are these the same type of vendors that will call and pretend like you've already been chatting with them? Um, I don't know, because I never... Um, I don't think I've correlated it to those kind of, you know, voicemails. Um, usually it's somebody who maybe has tried to get through and left messages, but I haven't called them back. So then I guess they decide to try to go another way. Um, and then there's the ones that call my personal cell phone, which clearly says it's just for personal calls. And they leave messages anyway. So Yeah, that's why I don't give out the personal cell anymore. Well, I don't. I don't know how they get it somehow, um, I guess. but They stalk you at conferences? <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It's not on my business card. But, yeah. but it, the, the one that really gets me is when they, they go to my help desk, you know, which yeah, clearly those people are, they're just there to help. They're not right. there to take those calls. So, Yeah. I, if I had a help desk and they did that, I mean, I would. I definitely put them on blast. Oh yeah, because that's that's wrong. I mean, a lot of the tactics. Now, granted, I had to be a salesperson in a previous life, insurance sales, <laughs> and I know that you you know sometimes you gotta you know try to fool the gatekeeper. Right, you're trying to get past the gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Kim and I we have a game. And she's, she's gotten really good at it now. She knows the ones that I want to talk to. Sometimes I give her a list. If I get back from a conference, I give her a list. Here are the ones that are going to call that I want to talk to. Here are the others. Get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's 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 a here's the thing I want to say too. Sometimes it's not to get rid of them because they're a bad vendor or because of anything, you know, malicious or sometimes it's I'm already using a product and I've talked to the person at the show and told them I'm good. Right. And I'm going to be good for at least a year because I'm one of those people that I don't change vendors at the drop of a hat, you know, so please don't call me until next year. So what they'll right. do is they'll give the cards to somebody else and they'll treat they don't it. Know that. They don't know that. Right. And then they'll call. And I mean, I had somebody from, should I? So this is a vendor that I haven't used yet that I've looked at. I've tried to get them on the show. They're a good vendor. But I've had at least three people, three different people call me and try to, you know, oh, we we heard that you were interested. I'm like, no, you didn't. (laughs) Because I specifically said, I'm not interested. And part of the problem is, you know, because one, I try to be nice to vendors because, again, I've got a podcast. I want to get vendors on. I want to get exposure to the other, you know, the other techs, the other companies. Again, just because I don't use them doesn't mean somebody else won't. And that happens right. all the time. And there are times where I may come to a point where something bad happens with my current vendor. I'll come back and take a look at you. You know, right. Freedom Voice is the perfect example. You know, took me a long time to jump on the, you know, voice over IP bandwagon Went with Freedom Voice. They soured really fast and we had to pivot. So at that point, I'm like, okay, time to look at some, some providers again. And I had a list to choose from and I've chosen one and I'm not a hundred percent sold on them, but I'm 90% sold on them. And I had one that I was going to look at and I, don't want to look at it anymore. But I'm not going to badmouth them. Right. Or anything like that. And I've had other vendors on. I had Ray from OIT VoIP on just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave them an opportunity. We were trying to do a bid and it didn't work out, but I, I liked what they're doing. I think they're fine. I've not heard anything bad about them. And hopefully we'll be doing another show together soon because there's a, good set segment of MSPs that are using them and find them great. I'm at a point right. now where I'm, I'm just not going to switch. I can't keep switching all the time. And phones are something that's, I mean, you can't keep switching phones on a customer. They're going to be like, okay, what's going on? No, yeah. Why do you keep switching but, our phones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that would be one of the harder things to switch. Yeah. I mean, switching AVs, you know, yeah. or web protection, most of the time they're not going to see it. So it's an easier switch. They're not going to see my RMM most oh, of the yeah. time or how I connect remotely. I mean, they might notice the screen's a little different if I switch, you know, remote access. But that's the, those are easier switches. But switching out, switching out phones and firewalls are a little different. Yeah, that's major. All right, I'm going to take a break from ranting. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have any good news that we can chat about? <laughs> any good news? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I I had something I did just kind of last week that was, I don't know, just kind of thought of it. I'd never done it this way. You know, normally when I'm giving, you, you kind of either have like little one-on-one discussions when you're in a, a proposal situation. Right. Uh, or you have a presentation, you know, it's a lot more formal. And just because of the way that um, this particular potential client, um, when I was, because I'd already done like an on-site visit and talked to them, you know, kind of a free consultation. And I just felt like there was, this was a big project as far as a lot of different things that were going to be done. And it was a lot of changes and, um, you know, they'd expressed it, that they really weren't very comfortable with technology and, you know, that kind of thing, the owner that I was dealing with. And so what I ended up doing was I went through all of the different, because I was giving some options on some things uh, like, you know, managed firewall uh, versus uh, fully managed firewall with, you know, the, uh, uh, what is the one? What's the big firewall that we all use? Sonicwall. Sonicwall. Thank you. All I could think of was SolarWinds because you were talking about Enable. Yeah. Sonicwall. Anyway, yeah. So there were different options. And so I I ended up making a video. Like I used a chip clamp. Okay. Or clip champ. And uh, just filmed a video of me, basically my screen, going through each of the invoices or not invoice quotes uh, and kind of going through each one of them, the different options and why I would recommend this or, you know, this would be good as well, but it would, you know, save you a little bit more per month, you know, just the different, just talking through it all. And then sent that video and said, I would love to come by and discuss it with you or we can talk it you know, over the phone, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to go over everything in private with me kind of guiding you through it. And um, it worked out really well. I mean, it, it wasn't like a super fancy proposal or, you know, anything like presentation like that, but it was just kind of talking through the, the options. And for this particular person, it, it was a really good option. And, you know, um, they're going to, I mean, they just took whatever my my top recommendations were on everything. That's pretty much what they went with. So, oh, so you got the deal? Yeah, yeah, on everything. So it's going to be a nice project. Just really helping them uh, take their business forward and update it as far as you know technology. Now, do you think that the video helped you get the project? Well. Um, I think so. I mean, I don't know the who, you know, if they'd even be been talking to anybody else or not. Um, I think what probably helped was the, um, not just that it was the video or anything or how I did the video, but I think maybe that kind of low pressure, um, hey, you know, just take a look at this, um, you know, in the privacy of your own office without me sitting there, you know, waiting for your answer, you know, that kind of thing. Sign here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just, uh, what's, what's the word? Just kind of casual. Yeah. And- well, I think it's, it feels better. It's un- unlike, unlike solar winds with their, <laughs> yeah. you know, low pressure. Yeah. That's low pressure, you know, because if you're there, you know, you don't, 
give the impression of this deal leaves as when I walk out the door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. all right, well, good for you. And now you say it is a project, so it's not an ongoing client, not a, not a monthly. No, it's both. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Okay. It's both. The project is all the changes and then an ongoing, you know, Microsoft 365 business premium, you know, monitoring computers, maintaining okay. the firewall service, all that. So is that part of your onboarding is like the project portion or are you doing that separate? Um, it's well, onboarding is a piece of the project, I guess you would say. Okay. Cause we do, cause I've now started to do an onboarding fee and then the monthly, and then I do either a 30, 60 or 90 day window of, network restructuring mm, okay so those are separate projects right, right that way the onboarding is just to just to get in get my tools in there get situated and then the project comes on you know what do we need to do to make the network work better you know are we yeah changing? the network has to be first in this particular situation okay. <laughs> definitely yeah. so um we're going to get the network going first. All right. Because, I mean, it imbo- they even need internet service and everything. This is kind of, it's a new office. And so. All right. Well, we good for you. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get too far along, I want to do one quick thing. I want to do a nice little positive tech thing. Uh, before I do that, I should do uh, this. Let me share this slide. And just once again, say that, uh, the IT Business Podcast is presented by <laughs> NetAlly. <laughs> you can tell it, I've been off a couple of weeks. I don't know where the buttons are. <laughs> so, uh, NetAlly, uh, the presenting sponsor for all of your uh, network troubleshooting diagnostic deployment tools uh, head over to netally.com for them and then of course our live show sponsor computers done right and their the website computers done right.com so just want to make sure i get those in one more time and i want to tell everybody about a tool that i found and i don't remember what prompted me to do this except for the fact that I heard on a podcast probably about a month ago and I don't remember whose podcast. So I apologize for not referencing who it was, but tree size has been a program that I've used for a very long time. When you want to find out how much space is being used up by files or folders or such and such. And it hasn't really been, my favorite program as of late. So I had a situation where I'm doing a new file server with the Synology NAS. We are converting to HP standard servers. And until we do that, we have to archive old closed files and trying to do a search for all those files. Well, tree size in the traditional Windows search was just, it would just take forever So I don't remember how I came across this, but I found this program 
called WizTree. So I'm going to share this right here. Uh, so this is the program, WizTree. And all I can tell you is, love it. Now, I don't know that it's going to replace everything 100%, but WizTree, and it's exactly how it sounds, W-I-Z-T-R-E-E. And the reason that I like it is that it actually scans really fast. I mean, really fast. Um, Tree size usually would take a few minutes to scan a drive. This is my second uh, drive. Now, it is a solid-state drive, and it's only a terabyte, but you saw how quick that was. And if you are listening to this by audio, uh, I apologize, but you'll probably want to head to the video uh, to this point, and I'll try to put a marker so that you don't have to watch the whole video to get to this or guess where it is. But you saw that that was pretty quick. And if I go back to the Z drive, I mean the C drive, Um, This is probably more of a normal speed, but even talking, um, I've got a pretty full C drive, and that was probably, what, 15 seconds? And it shows the folders, uh, their percentage of use, the size, and then when you open them up, you see which folders have the, the most stuff. And just going back and forth, I mean, that was fast. I mean, this drive is almost full. Um. And on the right side, so the left side shows you the folders and how much is being used. On the right side, it even shows you which types of files are taking up the most space. So in this case, WAV files are the biggest chunk of this drive, and that's because that's where I store the podcast files. And then the odd files are my mixing files, and then MP4s are the the YouTube videos. Um, So, I mean, it's really nice to be able to see what's taking up space and this graphic thing down here I really don't care about the second thing I like about this is you can switch over to file view and just like that you get a list of which files are large on the space I mean that is pretty slick the third thing I like about this is you can actually go to a network drive and scan with tree really? with uh, tree size and some of those other programs, you cannot scan network folders. Right. You would normally have to go to the file server, which now on an HP server or a Dell server, no big deal. You just go onto the server and do that. But on a Synology NAS, you can't log into a screen to do that. So to be able to connect to a shared network drive and do the scans... Those are the big three things for me that just made this program really stand out. And, yeah, and you, can, you can sort by date. Yep, you can sort by date, size, modified. Yeah. And it sorts quickly, too. You sort by name. And you can do a file search just by extension. So if I, would, if I just want to find JPEGs, just like that, it's found all the JPEGs. Yeah, that's okay. handy. The donate button keeps wiggling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is one of those things. Uh, normally, I don't talk about free programs, but this is one that I think people are going to love and enough to donate. I mean, mm-hmm. this should be a donating 
type program. So, um, yeah, just uh, a great little program. Yeah, there. I'm gonna have to get that Whiz Tree. And what's funny is, so you would think that Whiz Tree would be the uh, the website. It's not. <laughs> the website oh. is actually discanalyzer.com. And it's disc spelled D-I-S-K. Analyzer is A-N-A-L-Y-Z-E-R.com. So I'll have those links in the show notes for you guys to download that, play with it. And it's a portable file as well. So it's not one you actually have to install. So you can run it from your USB drive, your utility drive. And uh, great little program. Yeah. That's nifty. 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 All right. So, Giles, anything else you want to contribute to the show? Thank you, first of all, for sitting there and being my sidekick, as you say, and (laughs) listening to me rant. Listening to your rants. Well, I mean, I think you're expressing a lot of the frustrations that we've all had with different vendors, perhaps, or maybe the same vendors. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But from time to time, you know. Yeah. And and the thing is is even we I mean we all make mistakes, right? So yeah. it's when you screw up how you handle it. And a lot of times that's where the disappointment. You know, I've had vendors that have made errors uh, or done some things I wish they hadn't, but it's all in how they handle it. So yeah. And I, I don't want to say names of people that I've dealt with at either of those companies, but there used to be somebody that I could call as kind of like the channel rep and say, Hey, look, you know, you may want to look at your company profile and have that fixed. And it seems as though these companies either don't have them or I don't have that contact. So if somebody is listening to the show or watching and can reach out to those people and say, Hey, um, you know, I I really don't want to hate companies. You know, I really want this to be something where every company is really trying to do the right thing, trying to sell, trying to be, I don't mind being helpful. I don't mean, I don't mind if you're saying, Hey, you know, we, we have, we have this to offer as well. Have you thought about this? And if I'm interested, I'll say, yeah, tell me about it. But if I say, no, I'm good. And I give you a a good enough reason. Oh, that was the other thing. They, um, I, I, I gave them a reason for something and they said it wasn't a good enough reason. And I said, don't you ever, that's, that's, that's what really made me mad. (laughs) Don't you ever, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I think you held your cool pretty good, actually. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't get too bad. So again, I mean, listen. None of these are things that are going to stop me from using the programs right now. So it's not, you know, I'm not that pissed off that I'm going to, you know, take my money and go somewhere else. But it does kind of make me think, you know, if, if the tide is changing, I may want to keep some options open. So I also don't want this to be every other vendor calling and saying, hey, we can get you. In, <laughs> we can make you real happy over here. <laughs> Right, right. But um, we'll see. See how it goes. Well, hopefully they'll get it worked out. Yeah. 
How's your How's your Comcast? Is it good? <laughs> your connection fast now? Well, what I didn't tell you <laughs> is that about halfway during the day, we realized we couldn't get to certain sites. Oh. Like our bank, <laughs> my, my American Express, um, my dashboard worked partially and I couldn't understand why, but there were some things that just weren't right. And of course, I had to figure it out. It turns out, for some reason, DNS just was... I started to say, yeah. is it DNS? It was DNS. <laughs> it's always DNS. So I had to switch away from the Comcast DNS mm-hmm. to level three, and now everything's fine. And I was like, you, I mean, again, I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to keep dumping on Comcast, but that was something I could fix myself. And But I, I mean, I shouldn't have had to. Yeah, but I think I I usually move away from the ISP DNS anyway. I mean that, you know. Yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends. Because what happens is, so you know, here's the thing with Comcast. So they have these new routers, and they don't want to put them in bridge mode anymore to let our firewalls do everything. And you know, but I do make them turn off DHCP on their stuff, and I. Um, and every time we put it in bridge mode, it would stuff wouldn't work. And I kept finding an IP address when I just, I had my etherscope that I plugged in and I'm like, okay, there's nothing plugged into this mode. And why am I getting this one seven four address? And the guys are going, Oh no. And he's on the phone and they're trying to figure stuff out. And finally I'm like, look, just put it in this mode. I'll take care of it from here. And I made him leave because it was an hour. And I'm like, I don't. I'm not spending more than an hour on Comcast, <laughs> but it, you know, I went back later and figured out the DNS and it, there was something wrong with that modem. I just don't want to deal with it right now. So I bypassed their stuff, uh, mm-hmm. put in my own DNS and we're good. Yeah. I, the more proprietary the modem, the worse it is. That's yeah. just give me a standard, you know, business class modem, but. I would just love to, to say, just sometimes. look, just give me a copper handoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me a cable. I'll take care of it from here. You just bring the cable yeah. to the wall. Don't yeah. put your equipment there. <laughs> I'll put it. Yeah, in that'd be good. <laughs> oh, but then we can't give you the Comcast, you know, security protection. I'm like, I don't need it. Right. No. I'll take care of it myself. I'll put in SolarWinds EDR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Giles, we've been chatting a while here. Um no time for Florida man a random question. Oh, I'm sure. All right. Well, that <laughs> Sure you were looking forward to that. Out. I didn't really have uh, I was I had one little story that was kind of okay, but I was probably going to have to do the random question, so. Well, at least let me do this cuz I think people just like the fact of hearing the titles because people just can't believe, okay, can there really be that many Florida man stories in a day? Yes. And the question, the answer is yes. So I just put in my search tool and I'm putting in Florida man with today's date. So this isn't even (laughs) going back, you know, a few days. So for today, here are the stories. Florida man arrested for drugs after getting trapped in porta potty. Florida man attacked by tiger at Everglades airboat business. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. All I can think about are those babies. Family mourns death of Florida mother, three-year-old twins found decomposing in a parked car. That's my morbid Oh, one. dear. That's awful. Uh, Florida woman finds real love with man whose photo was used in a catfish plot. <laughs> Oh, that's a three-year-old gets dies after being struck by tractor. Oh, dear. Florida Governor DeSantis. Oh, <laughs> Florida Governor DeSantis declares swimmer champ who lost to transgender athlete. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> Florida bill would allot 300000 annually to retired canine care. So those are stories today. That's just the first page. Gotta love Florida, man. GoFundMe helps Echo Park man whose car was damaged in Tesla stunt. Man who robbed Starbucks near police headquarters arrested after shootout. <laughs> oh, no. uh, and then here's more of the Man mauled by tiger to Florida attraction. And that's just stupid. That's like the third story in a month where people here in Florida have tried to go into zoo-type areas and deal with dangerous animals. Yeah, why? I just don't understand. Don't know. (laughs) There you go, folks. There's your Florida man (laughs) stories uh, for today. Diana, again, thank you for hanging out. Sure. It's always fun. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Thank you for watching. If you watch the live show or the replay, thank you for listening and downloading, uh, subscribing to the IT Business Podcast. Anything that you want to do related to the show, head over to itbusinesspodcast.com. You can send me an email with questions, comments, suggestions for future shows. Uh, You can send me your uh, vendor stories, good or bad that we can talk about in the future. You can shop on Amazon and help support the show. You can click the donate button um, and donate that way through Patreon or PayPal. You can click the follow page and find your favorite podcatcher to always stay up on the latest show. Again, this is our Wednesday live show. When I'm here, I should be here for quite some time over the next few weeks. So we'll be back again next week with another episode Thank you very much, and until then, holla.